0: Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for the kook cast, because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your foamy and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it.
1: I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev, checking in from La mess, and we got Brother Cole in the house, guest appearance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Yeah, special co-host guest today, Brother Cole.
1: Yeah, it's been a little bit since we had you on the show, Brother Cole. Glad to be
2: back, boys. Glad to be back.
0: stoked to have you. We're on this epic little strike mission trip to Mexico. We already got into some good waves, and now we're going to get into some good topics. Starting with how to know if your board is too big.
1: And we see this a lot because we we work with a lot of beginners and novices and it's actually a, it's kind of a difficult thing to do to like t- dial into the right size equipment right on so we'll, hit us with number one what do we got what is it we are looking at can't hold it can't <laughs> lift it can't fit it in your arm can't fit it or, you know can't fit your arm around it can't fit it in the car can't like it's just cumbersome to deal with in every way of the word too big
0: (laughs) especially I feel like if you can't get your arm around it geez Louise I guess there's some little people out there (laughs) but then you need a littler board
1: (laughs) right and there's other there's other techniques you know that you can pull off carrying your board and not look like a total kook you know like I mean I used to carry like a big long board, like say a glider kind of like on my head but I've had old school guys tell me like don't be doing that that, that fucked up my neck for the rest of my life or something like that so I, I don't do that anymore but you can kind of like get it up on your hip hip it and still get a freaking 24 inch wide board <laughs> down to the beach and not look like a total coop but or
0: you could just get a smaller
1: board yeah figure out how to paddle that thing and and a lot of the time it's like it's just so much easier to it's just so much easier to do what you need to do out there. Hold on to your board, get through white waters, turn it around, set your rail if if you don't have this giant like piece of the sidewalk with you at all times. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother Cole, hit us with number two.
2: Two, going back to what Evan was just talking about, can't turn it. So when you're out in the water, you know waves coming. How are you going to move it towards shore if you can't even move your legs when you're sitting <laughs> on it? <laughs> you're doing a little, you know, millimeter squat, just moving <laughs> your pinky toes, you know, it's not going to work. It's busting not work. your hips
0: open. Yeah,
2: busting your hips <laughs> open, pulling like... groins. you know, it all works. Too big. Way
0: turn too it. big. I mean, that kind of goes for riding the wave too, you know? I mean, listen, when you know how to turn a surfboard, you can turn a fucking aircraft carrier. Right. But you don't want to have to resort to like these extreme te- versions of your technique to be able to do it. You know, you want to be able to sit on the back of your board and swing the thing around. And if it doesn't swing, then maybe it's too big of a board. Right. If it doesn't swing on the wave when you step on the tail, maybe it's too big of a board for you. Someone else might be able to do it but we're talking about you. Right. Okay, I like this one. Number three for how to know your board is too big. Paddling seems too easy.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you guys are always, you know, struggling over there, catching waves. I'm just gliding in and out <laughs> and all over the damn place.
0: Why is everyone telling me paddling so hard? This is such a breeze.
2: Or why am I catching the most waves out here and everybody else is just sitting ducks?
0: Huh. Paddling's kind of tough, peeps. It shouldn't be like a total breeze, you know? And when you know your pace, you know, then there's ways to make paddling efficient and somewhat easier. But if it's just a gliding breeze, then that means it's going to be hard to control the board,
1: which is point number four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like riding a giant surfboard is is an advanced situation. So it's like that's what we're starting to get into. Like we're we're riding eleven foot surfboards, eleven foot gliders, and they're they're super challenging for us. They make us look like novices sometimes, you know. And that's 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 the borderline right there. If you're feeling like not completely in control most of your session then then you probably shouldn't be on that board you know and when we when we're pushing ourselves and and going into the realm of riding 11 and 12 foot boards that then we're making sure we're doing it properly you know with not a lot of people around a lot of times we can't wear leashes on those boards so we're relegated down the point away w- away from everybody because that's the right thing to do um, there's a time and a place for giant craft and it's it's definitely not always and it's it's definitely a tr- tricky business so totally it's tricky because you're always advised as a
0: beginner to use a big board you know so it's like but there is a line there you know there is too big of a board and where things start actually getting harder. But Cole, you ride big boards all the time.
2: Well, I mean, going back to what you just said, I'll get into that. But like going back to what you just said is, you know, like it's too big of a board. You're not gonna progress off of that. You need to drop it down and feel turns and whatnot. And otherwise, you're just gonna be out there not progressing and not getting better. Um, you're just gonna be working on your pop up, and then you're just pointing and shooting at that point. And that's no fun. Like <laughs> totally, you, know, you gotta. And then going back to what Evan was just saying, you know, you're sitting up the point away from people and whatnot, but then you bring that big board into a lineup and you're taking up a lot of space and you know, you're doing circles around people, but they're getting mad because they want to surf too. Um, I mean, I've ridden a bunch of longer boards. One of my favorite people growing up and one of my idols was skip fry, Mm. San Diego guy, um, who kind of brought, the 12 footers back um, in the nineties and whatnot, and you know, has made a whole cult following around them. Um, but that's a different type of board than a beginner, you know, too long of a beginner board. Mm. Um, I think there's beautiful things about, you know, extremely long board and like, you know, connecting the dots and looking down the line and seeing something way, way down there. And you know, you're going to make it. and you you got the line and you got the right little you know, nudges that are gonna push you to to complete the wave from point A to point B right you know ultimately finish the wave and then talk about the
0: challenges of a bigger board what are the hard parts of a big board because so many people like are trying
2: to get as big a board as possible thinking the bigger it is the easier it is mm-hmm. yeah um, one of the challenges is well first off turning it turning the thing is you know you, take off and the thing has such a swooping arc and such a, you know, delayed kind of turn that you have, like, you know, sometimes when you're not used to that, you're just going to be flocking and bogging it and Mm. you know, you're, you're going to realize you can't turn the thing where, you know, sometimes you got to slow it down, draw it out and then, you know, see what's up ahead of you way down the line because you're going to get there and you know, five seconds because that thing's just flying. Once you get it pointed the right direction. Um, One of the tricks, you know, is taking off kind of going in that direction already, rather than paddling straight in towards shore perpendicular towards shore. Um, Just kind of finding the pocket right away. And then that way, you know, you get enough speed to kind of set your trim and
1: take a line that looks, you know, right ease that big board, like fit it into the face. Fitting it in, yeah. Better, yeah. you know, and it can get really sticky, like even, you know, a nine foot board on a little tiny one and a half foot wave, you know, a knee high wave. If if a beginner's trying to fit that in straight into the beach, it's just never gonna happen. Just like brother Cole's talking about, you know, like really learning how to find that angle and fit that board in nicely into the face is is crucial. And just talking about, like, what about big boards makes it difficult. One thing that I'm thinking about, like, with a lot of these beginner big fat soft tops is is the rails are just, like, so thick. You know, when when we start working with people and, like, teaching them the fundamentals of, like, setting your rail and going down the line, if you have, like, a three-inch thick rail out at the... You know, round rail—it's just so hard to keep it like set and stuck in the way face. It just constantly wants to get popped out and like, like a boat, like be sent to shore, like a raft. (laughs) You know, so the these are like things that, you know, they they might make it easier, you know, stability-wise to stay on the board when you're sitting there or when you're when you're riding. But when you're if you're really trying to do the damn thing it's really hindering you more than it's helping you, so. Mm-hmm. Totally, I, I, like, I
0: like what you guys both touched on with um, how it's holding you back, actually, because yes, it is easier at first, you know? Like, it's easier to lay on, it's easier to stand on, but what that does is kind of mask the mistakes you're making. You know, if you're slightly off in your paddling position or in your stand-up, and your foot placement, You actually can kind of get away with it on a big board not not super successfully but you can kind of make something happen of a little wave standing in the wrong spot or paddling from the and and that's you're not progressing if you're doing that you know you're just kind of learning that anything goes and then when you get on a smaller board you think oh I can't surf this or this board doesn't work for me when really you're just a really unrefined surfer and so smaller boards and the challenge is good for you in helping you discover what you need to be working on so that you can become a proficient surfer and not just a proficient long, long, big surfboard rider. Right. Mm-hmm. But then something else I was giggling because you guys also both said how like you get going so fast and literally the, the most scared I've been surfing recently has been on a knee high wave on a glider. Hell yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and yeah. then like, as you see this like, okay, so you don't realize it's gonna happen at first. So you get one you're like, holy shit, this thing takes off. And then I remember seeing like kind of a good one lined up down the line, you know, only knee high, but the thing's coming at me and I'm in the perfect spot. And I was like, Oh boy, here we go. We're going to go so fast. It's a knee high wave. Right, right. (laughs) But I'm going, I felt like a million miles an hour on this giant surfboard. It was like a really, like a lesson and a reminder that it's not easier. It's kind of harder you know and it's definitely harder to control which brings us to our, our last point that made the list just in the nick of time before we started recording it's too big of a surfboard if every time you try to hang on to it through the
1: whitewater, you're getting worked and knocked around and hurt getting bruised and beat up by a board every single session <laughs> um yeah i mean it's kind of a joke but kind of not um, <laughs> like again we ride we, when we ride big boards like you feel the strain that it puts on your body just getting through white waters just not being in the wrong place at the wrong time like a little 2 foot wave apexing on you if if and you do have to hold on to your board it's difficult and you get you get rocked with with big boards big boards that you can't submerge and kind of get underneath the energy like a smaller shorter board um. And yeah, just trying to hold on to them in, in decent sized surf is, is pretty scary, very challenging.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would say also is you know knowing the right time to step up to that bigger board because you know big wave surfing or like when you start surfing significant waves with significant size, you need that like paddle power underneath you. You need that. No, no, I'm not talking about gliders at this point. I'm talking about like a bigger wave gun, even like an eight foot gun, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I'm st- when I take those out, I'm still in control of the board. I can still duck dive the board, or I can still you know get underneath the wave and stay stay in control of the board. Where you know you take a smaller board or whatnot out in big surf, and you're just going to be you know, getting even more work doing somersaults underneath the water. Mm. Right. Uh, Like holding on to it as well, but that's your lifeline back up. So sometimes, you know, in the bigger surf or whatnot, it's good to take out that bigger board, but you have to be aware, more aware of your surroundings and,
1: you know, who's out there and whatnot. Uh, And you know we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that in a different episode, but we're, you know, as far as having having too small of equipment or being undergunned or something like that. Um, but yeah, this is, this is an important one peach yeah Listen good up.
0: stuff good stuff all right so if you uh if you're riding too big of a board or you're not subscribed to the Koop cast you are kooking it cook get on your
1: favorite podcast directory and subscribe and leave five stars and hook it up thanks for tuning in for our first recording from the Menon Casa. Oh yeah! Lames. Fucking cheers to that! We yeah. got one right over there, brother. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Proper
0: tequila. Yeah. Woo. We will catch you next week. Thanks, Pete.